Yeah, I read about your podcast, um, the Wrestle Get In podcast, and I wish you guys the best of luck. And I, and if you guys have been born strong, I've been. I hope you guys go strong even further, like even longer in this lifetime. You know, I want you guys to have the best of everything. So know that I'm proud, and I'm sending lots of love to you, um, Chris, the Dean Matthews, Garrett Dean, and Tennessee Jesus Carl Cross Carl Crossland. <laughs> Sending love to you guys, all right? <laughs> we have a new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. FTR wants the Bucks, and NXT invade your house, and we're invading your ear holes. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun, and he's the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland. And this is episode 45 and we, of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. And we send a rocket to outer space, bitches. Woo! America, fuck it. Oh, yeah! What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is it my turn yet? It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh my god! Hey yo! <laughs> oh, good lord. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, before we get into our wrestling talk, um, to quote Lance Storm, if I could be serious for a moment, with the, the recent events taking place this last week, uh, we will still remain committed to trying to bring you the most and best entertainment that we possibly can. Um, know full well that we do not support any of this racist bullshit that is going on. We all have a pretty firm stance on that. Um, I personally, I don't condone the looting or the rioting and, but you know, shit happens and that's the way it is. But um, like I said, we will still remain committed to try to give you a little bit of an escape during the week from the harsh reality that's going on around us. All right. Um, that being said, we're streaming to you live from the Bright Rose Event Studios. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at WrestleGettingPod with two Ds. Twitter, WrestleGettingPod with one D. Because Twitter can't handle the Ds. <laughs> Twitter definitely can't handle three little Ds. <laughs> That's Pornhub, man. Pornhub. They have all the Ds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can also find us on facebook.com slash Russell getting pod with one D because Facebook can't handle two D's apparently either. Damn. There ain't a whole lot of places that can handle D's. Yeah. Uh, I told, oh. I told Chris uh, this afternoon, Garrett, we're going to create a, a porn hub uh, account and do it with three D's. Do it with three D's. Because WrestleGaddon yeah. can do, handle three D's and so can porn hub. <laughs> no. But it's got to be three little D's. The username has to be all, all capital except for the D's. The D's have to be all lowercase. Yeah, the three little D's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. Oh, speaking of the Facebook page, you guys should really go check it out. Like our Facebook page. Um, again, facebook.com slash pod with 1D. Lots of cool stuff going on over there. Join the discussions. Um, recently, we talked about um, who is better between Shawn Michaels and uh, Bret Hart. Uh, we also have one up there. That is, that's a pretty fun one. Um, who's better between Reba McIntyre and Drew McIntyre? Because <laughs> um, that was a hard choice. <laughs> I think it was a pretty unanimous decision on that oh. one. <laughs> yeah, our friends really oh, love that also... <laughs> Dude, I used to have like the biggest, like when I was younger, like I used to have the biggest crush on Reba McIntyre. I don't know why. Like she was pretty hot in her younger days. Oh, she's, so. she's so good looking. Yeah, but she's like 60 now. Oh. I, know, but I mean, Carl, Carl likes those granny milks. <laughs> it's like a hot Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, put, put like I mean, I've met Elvira. Put it to you like this. If it, she had like an OnlyFans, I would subscribe to her before I would, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, we don't want to talk about Sunny. Good lord, so, she got some shit going on too. Uh-oh. <laughs> I haven't followed her in the notes. Yeah, her. Yeah, she she dropped some racist shit over the last few days too. So, yeah, you think someone who's had more black dicks in her would be a little more um, racially sensitive? He thinks so. Just saying. Just saying. That's purely speculation, though. None of it's quote-unquote true. Um, what else we got going on over there? Um, we've moved the the Push Fire Berry, since we haven't been doing it on the show, is up on the Facebook page as well. well. I've also been reposting them to our Twitter account, so you can interact with us on there also. Lots of fun stuff. And speaking of fun stuff, um, be sure to check out our friends over at the Chick Foley Show. The Wrestling With Reality podcast and the Run-In podcast, whose debut episode was last week. Um, I did check that out, and it was actually really good. Uh, They talk more than just wrestling. Uh, They've got a uh, pretty awesome segment segment called Falls Count Anywhere. Um, Basically, they talk about all types of different stuff. Uh, It's not just, you know, regulated to just wrestling. They talk other sports and um, other toy lines that they collect besides just wrestling figures. So, Definitely give them a follow and a listen, as well as Wrestling with Reality. And, of course, the Chick Foley Show. Three pretty awesome podcasts to help fill up your time after you get done listening to us. And, of course, um, Cardona and Myers' Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. So, give those a follow. And, one last little plug ski here. Also, hit up YouTube and subscribe to the Wrestle Hub for our show and some more amazing podcasts on there. One of them actually... I think see uh, the T3 network, if I remember correctly, has a uh, quick little, I think, like 10-minute interview with Cody up there. So go ahead and give that a check. Check that out as well. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, if it's easier for you to follow us there, by all means, go ahead and do that. All right. So I think I got all the plugs out. <laughs> all right. So... 
uh, some follow-up from last week. Um, I mentioned in the opening that Lana is getting darker mm-hmm. and totally forgot to talk about it. So, <laughs> Lana, since they paired her with Lashley, like, she's her like makeup has been like really dark compared to what it was when she was paired up with Rusev. It's really weird. So, so what creepy. happened is, is someone told her that once you go black, you never go back, but she thought what she heard was once you go black, you stay black. So she's just becoming black. That's what's going on here. She wants to be black. I, I really not like there's anything wrong no, with that. No, I just, no. No, it's, it's just really kind of odd that like <laughs> it's just really odd because like a few weeks ago, like she wasn't that dark. I don't know if she like really got like a really bad sunburn, like a really bad sunburn or something. They're trying to cover it up. By like you know adjusting her makeup, but she like, good lord! And then that lips that shade of lipstick she was wearing was like way out there as well. That was like super dark for her complexion. Yeah, yeah from what my wife says, it was pretty. Bad. I have no clue. <laughs> well, she's had some work done too, so Uh-oh. she's definitely plenty of work. She doesn't look the same as she did like six months ago, though. So. No. But whatever. Uh, what else we got for follow up? Uh, the uh, TNT title open challenge will include non AEW roster talent. Ooh. So pretty much anyone can show up on there. I've seen um, a lot of people responding to that. My man, Outlandish Zicky Dice, tweeted the you know, open challenge with a question mark. So. Uh, but he is now contracted under NWA, so I don't think we'll be seeing him uh, show up on Dynamite to challenge Cody for the TNT title. Plus, Cody don't have the balls to challenge Zicky Dice. Yeah, Cody fears Zicky Dice. That's right. We said it. Cody fears Zicky. Eric <sighs> doesn't agree with that, but... <laughs> Cody can't handle the yeah, Neither can Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Oh, once once you once you see that fanny pack come through the curtain, you know, it's over. Like you might as well just leave. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's pretty much all we got for follow up. Wasn't anything else really um, last week that we missed? Um, so I mentioned earlier our Facebook discussion with who is better between Bret Hart and HBK. I think we all pretty much had. Were we no, all unanimous? Car- Bret was no, better. No, Sean Michaels was better. You know, Sean. Any look at all. What, what are all the matches Bret Hart's good in? Oh, guess what? Sean Michaels is in them. So Sean Michaels is better. Shawn Michaels is better. Exactly. Way better. Shawn Michaels is better. Way better. Uh, I think we're hitting the same stride or the same the same parallel. It's pretty much parallel to Rock and Austin. Austin was a better wrestler. Brett was a better wrestler. Michaels was a better all-around entertainer. Rock was a better all-around entertainer. That's my opinion on that. Uh, like, Brett really... Shawn Michaels was a pretty good wrestler. He was, 
Well, I mean, he's he picked up more aspects than what um, and Brett did. Like, Michaels was more charismatic than Brett, and Michaels really um, gravitated more to the entertainment side of sports entertainment than the Bret Hart did. Like, more character driven. Brett was more like just the straight. I'm going to go in and wrestle this technically sound match for you know 30 minutes against Steve Austin and. You know, or Michaels is be like, well, I'm going to freaking rappel down from the ceiling on a zip line and give me some pyro and, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. And get your girlfriend wet. Doing it all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And bang Pamela Anderson and and Sonny. Well, Brett did that too. So. So they both, right they both, they both got a point there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, all right. So we're pretty much split. Um, Carl leaning. Carl's going. HBK was better. Garrett and I both say Brett was better. I'm, um, I'm just saying, like you. If you think back to iconic matches, right? Like I would think of more Shawn Michaels matches than I would Bret Hart matches. And then the Bret Hart matches I do think of, besides him, well, now he got screwed. And then the Iron Man match, like, and then the match with him and Owen, and the match with him and British Bulldog. You know, I can't really think of any. And then the the submission match with him and Austin. Me. I mean, Austin came out on top on that just because, you know, Brett didn't want to put him over. But, yeah. But that was more like a Austin. Well, Brett won because Austin, Austin ended up passing yeah, out. I mean, I know, yeah. but the, the reason why they had that finish was because Vince McMahon wanted Austin to win and Brett didn't want to put him over. So they came with a conclusion that Austin could still lose but still get over with the fans by passing out. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, that that probably the way it turned out was like the best scenario anyway. Yeah. So, I really don't see like any other way that could have worked as well as it did. So, but um, you had uh, Brett and Chris Benoit in WCW. Um, fortunately, that was the night after Owen Hart had passed away. Oh, that they were still at Pepper V too. Um, they were still at Pepper V too, didn't they? At Mayhem or whatever. Probably, I mean, I just remember that one because it was the first time that I that I had seen them wrestle. Um, as I remember, they both had the uh, the black armbands on with the O H mm-hmm. on them, uh, or Owen. I think they said O H, or they said Owen on them. So, but um, I just remember that was the first time I've seen them wrestle, and it was in the um the opening credits for Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, Brett putting Benoit on the sharpshooter. Uh, yeah but um you can jump in on that conversation too um i believe i had that posted on our twitter and it's definitely on the facebook page so go check those out and uh give us your thoughts on that uh twitter i also posted a poll the other day i think it was monday asking if the um the art of storytelling in the current product is dead it was a uh, resounding 75% has said no, that it's not dead. 
25% said, yes, it is dead. And I was part of that 25%. Now, I don't know. It looks like it might be coming back. So I don't know. We'll see. I just, I just don't think there's there's not that many guys like so, especially in WWE. There's not that many guys that seem like they're really telling a good enough story in the ring, or like really like the guys that are on the mic. It's because they're so scripted, like it's hard to get behind a lot of them. Like because it's all like just it's robotic and very bland with some of them. Like their character isn't really coming through. But when you have guys like the Street Profits and the New Day, Ms. Morrison, Daniel Bryan, the guys that actually have more constructive freedom, so to say, with their promos, like you can see their personalities in them, and that, that kind of draws them in. And they help sell whatever match you're going into, story-wise. I mean, even in the matches themselves, like, there's not a whole lot of storytelling. You know what I mean? Like, it's like it seems like it's more of like people just yeah. trying to hit spots. You never, you know, get the classics like, oh, I injured like his back or I injured his ankle and he has to fight off his injury and then he comes back. You know, that's prime example of that is like half the matches in AEW. Like I enjoy AEW. I like watching AEW. Like it's cool to see these big spots. And where I actually where this came to me, like why I put this out here was um. Uh, was I think um the hurricane the hurricane talking about it or someone somebody was talking about it and they're talking about the big spots like the dives I think it's actually I think it's Bubba Ray Dudley who was talking about the dives and the storytelling and talking about how like a lot of these guys can't really they're just more concerned about getting their their stuff in over um actually you know telling a good story in the ring yeah. and you know, making you believe like these guys really don't like each other or that they're really out there just to have like a competitive match and see who's the better person. Yeah. I mean, take a uh, prime example, take like the Austin, uh, Austin. Uh, yeah. You take like the Austin rock match or you can take like the Hogan rock match, like WrestleMania. And you look at those two matches, like none, neither one of them did like a, you know, a somersault off the top row or you know what I'm saying? Like you had to do something like incredibly athletic. It's more of like telling a story in yeah. the ring. Like there's a dynamic going on between two guys. They really hate each other. And it was um that just hit me. It was um the Eli Drake show last week, um, episode two, where he was talking about the art of storytelling. So you know, because he was saying that, you know, he can do stuff like that, you know, do the you know, dives and you know the aerial maneuvers, he just doesn't do them that often. And he, you know, uses that for, like, bigger matches or, like, you know, if they really looking for, like, an OMG-type moment, that, that's when he pulls some of that stuff out. And I think that's why... Uh, and that, that's what prompted that, me. That's why NWA has been so successful, I think. Like, uh, at least the first season of it was, you know, it's kind of old school. Or yeah, I mean, even... Even if you look at someone like Ricky Starks, you know, Ricky Starks can, you know, does all the dives and the flips and stuff out of the ring and everything, but he doesn't do it in every match, and he doesn't do it on a regular basis during those matches. Whereas if you flip over to AEW and you watch, you know, the Young Bucks or, you know, Sammy Guevara, who I'm a big fan of Sammy Guevara, um, Darby Allen, 
like all these guys, like they're constantly doing some sort of high risk maneuver. And it's almost like that in WWE as well with some of the, you know, the smaller guys, you know, you kind of expect it from the cruiserweight division. I mean, that's, that's one of those things, but even then there's a lot of technical guys in there like Drew Gulak and Tony Nese, um, that can hold their own without having to do all the, the diving. But, but some of those guys can tell a better story in the ring too, without having to, you know, hit a suicide dive to the outside every two minutes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> is, that, is that all you got after all that? You just got a yep or Rooney? What, what do you think? I mean, you think I the artist storytelling dead? I just think it lacks structure. Because for me, like, if you're talking about storytelling, okay, like, I, I mean, I, I would say, like, one of my favorite storylines right now, even though I don't like every part of it is I love the Seth Rollins storyline on Raw. Like, I don't necessarily care so much about, like, how he's getting his followers and the other stuff, but I like how he's portraying this, like, God figure, and he's, like, the seer of all on Raw and everything that goes through him in a sense. Like, I just kind of, like... I mean, granted, like, Seth is probably, like, the best heel on Raw right now. I, and this is honestly like the best yeah, iteration I, of Seth I Rollins that we've had since he's been in WWE. But I mean, he's kind of an exception of the rule because he's kind of, well, not, I don't think he's not really like the exception, but he's one of them. Like he was kind of brought up a little more, um, like transitioning from like the old school mentality to, you know, where you get in the ring and you put on a good match and you tell that story in the ring. Because Seth can tell a story in the ring. To where, you know, he's kind of like one of those last few that's the bridge between that older store, that older generation and like the newer generation. Like he's one one of those handfuls that are still kind of that are like that. Yes, indeed. I mean, and then you even look at like the New Day, like you were saying, like anytime the New Day is on the <laughs> mic, like they put whoever they have to wrestle over or make fun of whoever. Like, you can't write any of the jokes that they say. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like something you can just write. They just know what to say. Because they've done it for so long. We lost Carl. He'll be back. But it's like, um, with, like the New Day actually makes you pay attention to their matches. And that, uh, you know, that's the whole thing with, you know, the art of storytelling is... You know, they're going to tell you, hey, we're going to go out there. You know, we got this issue with these guys. And this is why. Like, it's not just like a thrown together type thing. Even if it is, if it's something that's thrown together in like a week, like, there's still, with how much interaction the New Days had with all the other tag teams on the roster, they can relate it back to something. So. Carl, it sounds like you got a weed whacker running. Oh man! But uh, yeah, storytelling mostly dead, but not all the way. It's getting there. While uh, Carl figures out uh, the weed backer problem, 
So um, Carl is using the uh, the new lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped.com. <laughs> oh man! All right. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I hope you're. I hope y'all are listening. You know, we can. We'll definitely jump on board with some some Manscaped.com. Um, you know, the lawnmower 2.0. They just launched the weed whacker. Oh, you know, they're a ear ear and nose trimmer. You know. Good stuff there. Pretty oh, yeah. pretty quality uh, men's grooming tools. And put the <laughs> put the word out a little bit more with Manscaped. That sounds better. Finally done. <laughs> Carl, you done Mans? I had to get the pubes, man. You, you done Manscaping? Like a- <laughs> 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 All right. So on that note. We're gonna take a. Uh, we're gonna jump into the news here. Got a lot of, not a lot. We've got got a, got enough to cover this week. It was a pretty decent news week. So, so let's uh, let's get into that. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number? What's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one nine hundred forty five four Hulk. All right, so. I kind of feel like we probably should have had this during the discussion thing, but uh, it kind of falls under news too. WWE has banned the buckle bomb. Yeah. So my question with that is, should they actually ban the move entirely or just ban certain talent from using it? <clears throat> Nia Jax. <clears throat> <clears throat> And probably Seth Rollins, since you know he injured Sting and Finn Balor. It's it. going to be one of those moves that gets banned for a while, then people stop talking about it, and it'll come right back. Yep. Just like the curb stomp. But I think it's more after Nia Jax, uh, when she tried to do it on Kyrie Sane and like almost killed Kyrie Sane. Um, I don't know what Nia's issue is with Kyrie, but she's tried to kill her two weeks in a row. Good Lord. She had a nasty gash on the top of her head after um, the taping. If I'm completely completely honest, like, to me, like, the buckle bomb doesn't look all that good anyway. Like, to me, like, I'd rather see you just do, like, a regular power bomb than, like, a buckle bomb. I just I think it's one of those moves like that's like a high let's it's a big impact move like when you're like like a comeback type move like after you've been getting your ass kicked for like the last ten minutes and you know you get that last you know that second wind in like that last bit of desperation to hit something like that and you know just to kind of separate you and your opponent to catch a breather that's that's why yeah, I see that as not something that's just I don't like, see it as like. Like oh, when I see it, like I, when I see it, I don't see it. It's like it don't seem that impressive. Like I don't like. Oh man, it is kicked their ass. So they threw him into the turnbuckle. It's like to me, like if we just hit him with like a power bomb and you know slammed him pretty hard, <laughs> uh, it would get more of a pop from like a crowd to me. But I'm not like a big fan of banning moves. You know, it's like you know every move you do has some sort of risk. Yeah, 
And um, after that came out that it was banned, um, everyone's favorite superhero, the Hurricane, had tweeted that uh, he had used the the Vertebraker for years, which is arguably probably one of the most dangerous moves in professional wrestling and never yeah, ended. Well, I'm moves- your superhero, but he's not my superhero. I mean, I'm... I mean, all, all moves, like I said, up. all moves can be dangerous if they're done by the wrong person or the person doing them can't execute them. Like the power driver, you know, like the power driver could be either the one of the most safest uh, bumps you can take or it could be the, the least safest bump you can take depending on who's giving it to you. Like, are you taking that power driver from, you know, Jared King Lawyer or are you taking it from d Burn? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, it's the same as the DDT. I mean, look look at the DDT. Like, when that first, when Jake first introduced that move, it's no one had seen anything like that before. And it became, like, one of the like the most dangerous moves. Because basically, you're dropping the dude on his head. You know, and the way that Jake did it is such a sudden drop, you know, right on your the freaking top of your head. Like, it Literally could or paralyze you. Or know what else could paralyze you? Like oh. if you jump off a hell in a cell cage or, you know, jump off a ladder or, you know, anything. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to ban it, yeah. you know, you can't be able to jump off the top <laughs> rope, you know? Fuck it. <laughs> it's illegal again. <laughs> but that's pretty much why I say that. I think it's, you know, certain talent. Um, Remember, do you remember uh, when WCW did that, Chris? Uh, like back when they like instituted like all the old rules there for like a minute, where like you couldn't jump off the top rope. Oh yeah, you couldn't jump off the top yeah. rope. You couldn't like, throw over the top uh, rope. <laughs> all that stuff. It was like They're it was like, like 1950s rules. rules like. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it was like Jim Cornette was in charge at the time or something. <laughs> oh man, because I remember like we we're back in like the early was it the mid eighties, early nineties when like Cornette was managing, um, uh, the, was the Rock Express. and Roll Express. No, the it was the, that was the Smoking Gun. He ma- I think it was, he the, it was in WWF, and someone was. Yeah, it was, someone was like the like they brought in like the Smoky uh, Mountain right. tag team titles or something, and the team that Cornette was probably Midnight Express there. I think so, because Cornette was like, yeah, they have to be contested under Smoky Mountain rules, and you know, I think it was like they're wrestling the Smoking Guns or something. It was somebody like one of the big tag team, one of the big WWF tag teams at the time, and they threw. One of Cornette's dudes over the top rope and you know got disqualified for throwing him over the top rope. <laughs> he was like a six year old kid. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> no, yeah. Uh moving on. Hulk Hogan and his ex wife Linda are banned from AEW Ooh. for life. <laughs> um, after uh. It was revealed that Hogan was banned after Linda had posted a lot of uh, racist comments um, over the past few days, uh, which not to be outdone, 
her son did the same thing. So I swear, like the only not the only non racist person yeah. in the entire family she is, loves, is Brooke. She loves me. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke is a fan of the BBC <laughs> and not oh, the British God. Broadcasting Company. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think that, you know, Linda or Hulk had any intentions on doing anything with AEW to begin with. Hulk knows his money is in WWE. Um, Linda, I don't so think is, really gives a shit at all. So, so how is... Like kinda, Hulk kinda is, is, is him and her back together, or how's he banned from what he No, I Hogan Original. is banned. I think from his um that sex tape that came out. Yeah, no, or just maybe in general, it's got to be from that, or it's got to be from something else too. I don't know. It, Tony Khan just said that you know you you're now banned. It's like your he put husband. I think he meant ex-husband who were banned from um, yeah. AEW. <laughs> so, okay. like, I don't think she was planning on doing anything with the all anyway. I was hoping to see Hulk Hogan versus Kimmy Omega. Uh, <laughs> never going to happen, Carl. Never going to happen. Unless Kenny Omega signs with WWE. You may... <laughs> you may... Which I don't see happening anyway. Yeah. Omega's got to stay in AEW you, you to make imagine, sure Rio uh, gets another Kenny title. Omega wrestling like a Hulk Hogan sex song. It'd probably be better than him wrestling like half of these on WWE anyway. <laughs> Freaking hilarious. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Uh, WWE had dropped the or launched the free version of the WWE network on Monday. Uh, so the free version will include uh, new shows. So they brought back raw talk, um, which will be Monday nights each week, immediately following raw. Um, you get access to 1500, 15,000 other shows, something like that, or episodes. Um, so you get like access to the Monday Night War, Ride Along, Table for Three, uh, Photo Shoot, Story Time, recent episodes of Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, NXT, select historical WWE pay per views and NXT takeover events, weekly WWE highlights, top 10, WWE's The Bump, uh, WWE Now, the best of WWE and WWE Timeline. So anybody looking, and I guess they're still running the free monthly trials anyway. So you can probably still get access to the free, the pay-per-views and stuff like for that 30 day access thing. But like, if you're not really interested in, you know, watching the pay-per-views and you want to watch some of the older content, it looks like you'll have access to some of that. So yeah. not too bad. It's better content anyway. Can't complain for free. Uh, let's see. We got some AEW news as well. Fighter Fest was announced. Um, that will take place over two nights on TNT. Uh, be July first and July eighth. Um, we know already that we are getting Best Friends versus Omega and Hangman Page for the Tag Team Championships, and Brian Cage versus Mox for the AEW World Championship. 
<laughs> so I'm sure we'll get a uh, um, Sheeta defending her title against someone, and Cody will probably defend the TNT Championship against someone each night. Who knows? Uh, but that'll take place in July. So, lots of fun there. And last bit of news. It appears that Impact is using likenesses or using video footage of Gallows Anderson, Gallows and Anderson, Mike and Maria, EC3, Eric Young, and Drake Maverick um, to advertise their Slammiversary event. Um, Carl Anderson tweeted, what the fuck, in response to um, Impact's video package that they put out. And uh, we all know Drake Maverick isn't going there since he's um, back under WWE contract with NXT. And EC3 has signed with someone we don't know yet. Um, hopefully it's NWA. We shall see. I don't think he'll be making any appearances for Impact Wrestling. Yep. Yeah. Impact's got some balls there. It's like a bait and switch type thing. You're getting, they're baiting you with Gallows and Anderson. And really giving you Falaba. TJP and Falaba. <laughs> Falaba is a uh, really big fat guy. <laughs> oh, man. So, good times. All right. That's going to wrap up our news segments. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back with our Get in the Ring segment. We'll run down a little bit of. Um, the weekly shows, and then we'll get into our um, rundown of NXT TakeOver in your house. So stay tuned. We will be right back. All right, guys, so let's get in the ring. Let's uh, run these down real quick here. So I'm going to spend a little bit more time talking about uh, In Your House, which looks like a uh, promising card for this weekend. So um, I didn't watch SmackDown, <laughs> as usual. Uh, but let's see. One of the big things was that apparently they're running a Jeff Hardy drunk or you know possible setup type storyline. So he ended up being pulled from his match with Daniel Bryan. They did a battle royal. Um, the winner of the Royal Battle Royal got 
Jeff Hardy's place against Daniel Bryan, which was won by Sheamus. Um, Bryan ended up beating Sheamus in the main event and moving on to the finals of the Intercontinental title tournaments. Uh, and AJ well, Styles. A little, little thing to add into that so you can help answer so, your um, question. Uh, Jeff Styles Hardy was the reason that Sheamus lost. Yes, that is that is correct. I forgot about that. Um, but regardless, we're getting Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. So that's exciting. Uh, let's see what else we had. Shorty G returns and picks up a win over Cesaro. And... Oh yeah, that's pretty much it. Besides Mandy and Otis a lot of, on vacation, uh, a whole lot of uh, um, what was it, what was the uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. where um, yeah, chicks getting out of the pool and like he's in the bathroom jerking off. That's a good movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was a great movie. Um, so Otis is getting out of the pool and Mandy's sitting poolside. And she has like a bottle of like sunscreen or suntan lotion. And as Otis is getting out of the pool, he does the whole like flips his hair back and Mandy like squeezes <laughs> the lotion. Nice. So it like comes like squirting out of the top of it. <laughs> uh, that's like the only thing I saw for that like entire skit, besides like um Otis like hugging the money in the bank briefcase. But it was um it looked like it was pretty funny. So <laughs> it's probably one of the better storylines that they've done. Is um Otis and Mandy. It's been pretty very entertaining. Uh let's see. Let's jump over to Raw. Uh we have Seth Rollins start off the show. Uh, ends up getting interrupted by Alistair Black. Uh so we get Alistair and Rollins. Of course, Rollins picks up the win. We had Umberto Carrillo involved in there. It was a big cluster thing that I really don't have the patience to deal with or talk about. <laughs> Uh, what else happened? Uh, Billy Kay beat Nikki Cross. Um, our truth is now the 60 time 24 7 champion. Um, after he rolled up Gronk in his yard doing a TikTok dance, which looked strangely yep. like the Macarena. Kind of odd. Um, so, yeah, truth, 24-7 chat. Apparently, Gronk is done with WWE as they released him from his contract by more of a uh, cost-saving measure as well, and considering that he's going back to football. <clears throat> uh, we had Nia Jax take on Kyrie Sane again. Um, again, like we mentioned earlier, Nia Jax tried to kill Kyrie. Uh, she had a pretty deep gouge across the top of her head after being thrown into the steel steps. Uh, Asuka took on Charlotte, uh, which Nia kind of distracted Asuka. And we had Drew McIntyre take on MVP. And that was um pretty much it for Raw. <clears throat> oh, damn. Nothing new for NWA this week. There is a video up on YouTube, though, with uh, Tim Storm interviewing Mama Storm. So you can go ahead and check that out. And then next to say anything racist. <laughs> uh, I was gonna ask if she said anything racist because it was someone like, oh okay. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> Mama Storm. No, no. Okay. Uh, 
I, I think we're Mama Storm's good. So. <laughs> Uh, NXT, we had um, me again and Candice LeRae, which went to a double countout. And then we ended up getting a mixed tag match between the Garganos and Yimitless. I'm sorry, I put Yimitless on purpose, not Limitless. It's Yimitless. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Somebody changed it to Limitless. <laughs> uh, I don't even think it was spelled Yimitless. Did you assume it was I'm spelled I'm pretty wrong? sure it was spelled something different. I'm pretty sure it was like Sim or something. I remember there being an S at the beginning. Are you sure? I don't think it was spelled right, whatever it was. Because I'm pretty sure if I had seen the Yimitless, I would have understood what you were talking about. I'm pretty sure I put Yimitless. But... <laughs> oh, all right. The uh, Garganos win after um, Johnny Gargano hits uh, Keith Lee in the face with his car keys because they're in street clothes. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Uh, Dexter Loomis drew a character, carrot, carrot, sure. I don't know why I can't say that damn word. <laughs> of himself driving a truck with uh, the rest of Undisputed oh, Era tied uh, up. By the way, back. you probably shouldn't. Put a it's word really on here drawing. that you can't. Uh, we had the return of Briz. But uh, go ahead. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Really? So we can't cover any Japanese really? wrestling, is what you're saying? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Carl. Ah, <laughs> uh, on that note, Fondango's back. Fondango's back. We've got Brizongo. They picked up a win in a triple threat tag team match against uh, 1-2, Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch and Undisputed Era. And let's see. Cameron Grimes defeated bon- Bronson Reed. Um, Karrion Cross hit the ring and destroyed Reed after the match. Uh, main event was the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match tournament final. Um, with Phantasma defeating Drake Maverick in a hell of a matchup. Um, so Phantasma is our new Cruiserweight champion, and Drake Maverick ends up getting an NXT contract. So I'm pretty sure that whole Drake Maverick getting released and all that was a big, big storyline that they had planned this whole time. All right, good times, good times. Sure. All right, Garrett, you want to run down some uh, watch it. <laughs> some highlights from AEW? Right. Since you're the only one that watches it, I mean, we could do that. I'm not going to say we're going to make your official AEW no, to watch one over the other. It doesn't matter. Anyways, <laughs> uh, you know, we started off with a tag title match: uh, Omega and Page versus Sabian and Havoc, which was a hell of a match. Um, Omega and Paige ended up winning with the last call, which I didn't know that's what they called their finisher combo together, but I like it. Yeah, they call it the last call. That's what all they kept calling that's it. That's so. the V-trigger and the buckshot, yes. right? Uh, Sean Spears gets a mystical black glove from Tully Blanchard. Makes uh, sense. Not sure what it's going to do for him. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. Actually, that would stole it from Kevin Nash because it's actually exactly what the glove looked like. 
I I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah, actually it did. Seriously. That actually <laughs> makes like that makes a look. lot of sense. I, I didn't understand the glove at all. <laughs> I didn't understand the glove at all. It was really stupid. It didn't make Sean any sense. Spears is trying to be diesel. So whatever. Anyways. Especially too because he had it in a small ass little briefcase and he had to like open the briefcase to give it to him. It was great. Uh, anyways. Uh, we got another cage squash match. No one gave a shit about uh, some stuff that Chris would be happy about. They had a video package of the new wrestling figures. Oh yeah, buddy. Uh, they do, they do, and it was pretty cool. The video the was pretty amazing. cool. I like they were showing the figures and uh, to get my like, hands kind of actionish. It was pretty cool. The whole the whole series is up on Ringside Collectibles now for pre order, um, especially the exclusive Jericho Little Bit of the Bubbly, um, Ringside Collectibles exclusive, and the mainline the unrivaled series figure should be in Walmart stores um, in August. Yes, yes, they yes. are a Walmart exclusive. Right, we for had uh, Cabana and Jericho, which was pretty funny. Uh, Jericho winning with his stupid ass finisher. Uh, we got like a hilariously funny Brett Baker recovery, which I'll say as Chris rewrote in here, it says more rebel, rebel yay. I know, I know. <laughs> well, Reba, Reba. Yeah, she was calling. She was calling, she was calling her that too. Flip it, yeah, it, that shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> she's like in a wheelchair doing like weightlifting stuff, and like she's like super weak. It was fucking great. Uh, did we? Uh, I cannot yeah. wait till yeah, Rebel starts wrestling. And uh, like, we, then we had Nyla Rose versus Big Swole, which was actually a pretty good match. Uh, Rose ended up beating Big Swole, and then there was all Big Swole. Burt Baker thing, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, basically. Back it up, Reba! On a free float. Go forward, Reba! Go forward! Back it up, Reba! Back it up! <laughs> uh, Shikavoni had a interview with FTR. Uh, basically talked about all the other tag teams and kind of sort of disrespected the Bucks in a sense, but saying that they want them 100%, so there's no doubt they're the best. And then they set up uh, FTR versus Butcher and the Blade for next week, which that'll be awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be... I love the Butcher and the Blade. Like I think they're a great tag team. Like, they're just brutal. And like with FTR being like the technical tag team that they are, like it's going to be a pretty good match of you know technical wrestling and like yep like physicality. So it should be pretty awesome. And last match was Cody versus Jungle Boy, which was a hell of a match. Uh, which Jungle Boy actually I don't really remember how it happened, but he busted Cody open pretty good. It was pretty. Pretty nasty. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, and it was Cody. funny too. 
or Dustin. Because I don't ever remember in the match believe. being like no disqualification. Every match. Because like <laughs> that happened. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a weapon involved. They both got thrown through themselves into a table. It was remarkable. Remarkable. But yeah, uh, Cody ended up winning with a crossroads. But it was good. Really good match. And yeah. Yeah, that was, that was actually a really good match. Um, and, and then Cody will face that was actually, that's uh, one of the matches on season this week. next week of Private Party. But the only other thing I didn't add in this was there was a uh, little backstage. No, there's a backstage segment like I don't know, like a halfway giant through the show, the show with Private Party and Matt Hardy. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Oh, with, uh, the best part, the best part is when he leaves and he sees Sammy Guevara in the hallway. I think this might be. He's like, "Peace, yeah. my brother," <laughs> and then like. Sammy takes his glasses off and like looks at him and just like shakes his head like what the <laughs> fuck. It's <laughs> great. I think this is the first week. Yep. That AEW has yeah, not ended with a giant ass brawl. Oh man. All right, so let's get into uh, we got coming up Sunday night, the return of In Your House, NXT Takeover In Your House. So let's break this down. Uh, we'll go match by match. Of course, we'll uh, give our thoughts on a lot of these, like some of the bigger matchups and um, our predictions on to uh, who we think is going to win and all that fun stuff. So. All right, so um, just announced on Wednesday night during NXT a uh, six-woman tag match between Tegan Knox, Mia Yim, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, taking on the team of Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae, and Michelle. Uh, Is it Michelle? Gonzalez. What the hell was her first name? It was no. Raina, then they changed it. I don't know what her name is. Michelle Gun- That's not Raquel. Michelle. Raquel. That's it. Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, Raquel. All right. So this is kind of like a thrown together thing, I guess. Because, like, the match between LeRae and Yim kind of ended up emptying the women's locker room pretty much. So, like, Shotzi came out, um, Tegan Knox came out, and then, like, Dakota and Gonzalez came out as well. Um, and they're like, all taking shots at each other. So I guess this match kind of stemmed from that. Um, I think it'll be a pretty good opening match or, you know, good um, spot filler throughout the card. Um, but I definitely see um, Tegan Knox, me again, and uh, Shotzi. I would have to agree with that. I think the baby faces need a win, especially Shotzi. Oof. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't see <laughs> yes, like the <laughs> like why either one of them, like either team, needs to win. You know, so I mean, it really could, to me it could go either way. Um, but I mean, since it's a pandemic and there's no crowd, probably um, the uh, faces will win. Just my guess. 
Yeah, yeah, I ain't saying it. It looks like it'll be a fun like, no six woman like, tag match. So. Like, no, <laughs> nobody has nothing to lose. Yeah. That, it's not like, it's not one of those. Yeah. There's really no stakes for this matchup at all. It's pretty much just a, uh, like a grudge match because each one, all six of these women have a grudge with each other, you know, with Dakota Kai and Knox and Gonzalez. Same thing with Shotzi. With Dakota, Yim, and Candace. So it's pretty much like a, a six woman grudge match. So uh, let's see what else we got. We got Finn Balor taking on Damian Priest. That's um that's a tough that was a tough one for me, but I ended up going with Balor. Um just because you know he lost the the match. His last match was with Cameron Grimes. He ended up losing that. Um, due to uh, Priest's interference, but uh, I can I can see Balor picking up. I think the I'm gonna have to agree with you. It is pretty tough because I could see them letting Priest get over, but I don't I don't know. It kind of depends, but it depends on circumstances that I don't think they know the answers to. I think it'd probably be like one of the better matches on the card. Um, but I will probably go with Finn Balor just because I think he probably needs a win now more than um, Damien just say legit. I think this is going to tie into I think what's going to happen with the NXT championship match which we'll get to that in a, in a couple minutes here. But um, I think the outcome of this is directly going to tie into uh, my prediction for uh, the NXT Championship match. Um, like I said, we'll get into that. But uh, next match got listed here is the NXT North American Championship. Uh, Keith Lee defending against Johnny Gargano. Um, I've got Lee retaining. Uh, the buildup for this match has been great over the last few weeks, and I'm really looking forward to seeing um, Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano tear it down. I think this is going to be like match of the night contender, like hands down. I, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Gargano. Why am I going with Gargano? His name starts with a G like me. That's the only reason I need. The Gargano way. Here's the Gargano Johnny. Way. I'm going to go with uh, Johnny Gargano too. Um <laughs> You know, I think you need a title change, and I can see well, it happening I mean, here. We're going to have a lot of title changes. <laughs> yeah, you can't have, like, every title change on the card. It's going to be at least two. No tag title match. Well, I think I know, there's no um, like late. You know, they like there's no NXT shit. Tag Team Championship match on here. Which it doesn't matter. If they do it late, you can yeah. put me on record right now. Uh, Imperium yep. still gonna win. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, all right. So next matchup we got on here is Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross with Scarlet. I'm I'm taking Cross on this. Just because his momentum being built up, I think you know, with him debuting, this will be a big win for him, and will catapult him into 
um, a title contention, either the NXT Championship or uh, the NX the the North American Championship. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it is pretty tough, but I think I got to go cross too. I don't, I don't see him tough. losing his like big debut match on a pay per view. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I kind of, you know, I mean, I could take, you know, time for this to um, go different, but yeah, no, Cross would probably win. <laughs> All right. So, a lot of these matches have been pretty uh, unanimous here. Uh, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Charlotte defending against Rhea Ripley. And Io Shirai. Damn, man. Man. This is going to be... This is going to be a hell of a women's yep. match. Um, unfortunately, I see Charlotte retaining. Um, just because of what they've been doing with Charlotte recently. Being on every freaking show possible. Um, uh, is that what you're I thinking? I see Charlotte are? retaining and keeping the NXT. Yeah, I'm thinking... Here's my bold prediction, and you're going to be like, man, this is fucking crazy. By the end of the year, uh, Charlotte Flair is going to have all three women's championships at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. The sad thing is, I can see them doing that. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly surprised they haven't done it yet. uh, Just so we're not all doing unanimous, I'm going to be bold, okay? I'm going to pick Io Shirai. Yep. You think it's going to be Io Shirai's time for the title? Yeah. I can I can, I can see either one of these women win this match. I just I think it's like Charlotte's the the odds on favorite right now. Oh, right. And finally the NXT championship match. With the longest reigning NXT champion, Adam Cole, baby, defending against the Velveteen Dream. Now, because I said my pick for Balor versus Priest is going to tie into who wins this match. With the way they've been going, I'm going with Velveteen Dream, which will set up a feud for the title between Balor and Dream. Mm-hmm. I'm going with. Been kind of teasing uh, it already. I'm going with Adam Cole, and uh, the uh-huh. only reason why I'm going with Adam Cole, and it, well, it's not the only reason, uh, but I think um, you know, Velveteen uh, Dream has had like a little bit of negative uh, publicity as of late, so I think you know you got to keep the title on Cole. Yeah, I think um, the biggest reason why one of the biggest reasons why I picked Dream besides the uh, potential feud with him and Balor, which they could still do without the title, but I think it would just be more of a uh, like it'd be a better a feud if it was if the title was involved in it. But um, I think Adam Cole and Undisputed Era would love that main roster. Well, I, I don't know. It seems to be the. I don't, the direction I don't know. On one hand, like I would kind of love that. Yeah, I, I honestly you know, wouldn't be surprised. I feel like the next big thing 
but like a part of me is like NXT is like a superior product, and it's like you know what I mean. Yeah. Like taking off NXT. Yeah, my. I just don't want them to get lost in the shuffle because they don't fit, you know, Vince's um, typical, you know, mold for for talent. So, like, it may be one of those things where they bring them in. And Vince hates factions to begin with, so they he'll probably they'll get up there and Vince will probably split them like automatically, yep. or at least after like three or four months. So, but we'll see. But I have a feeling Adam Cole is going to be. I'd probably say after SummerSlam, Adam Cole will be on the main roster. If not him and the entire well, Undisputed Era. I'm going with Chugs. Uh, I know you don't know who Chugs is, but it's Chugs. Oh, oh yeah. He's got the best nickname in the rap. Chugs is Adam Cole from All Up, right. Up, Down, Down. Why are they calling him Chugs? What's one of his nicknames? Or what? Are you Chugs Beer? I don't. I don't. Beer? I don't remember. You have to go back to the episode where he he says that's his nickname. It's where he talks about it. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably you can see Chugs Beer. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like I, I, I said, I like to see someone getting the nickname like, Chugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that too. <laughs> oh man alright let's gonna wrap up our get in the ring segment uh, we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back with our um, points of articulation figure news and weekly trivia which shit I forgot to do weekly trivia it just got last week's we can come up with a, we can come up oh, with well, a question well we'll just give you the answer to last week's okay. weekly yeah. trivia and then yeah just give me a second but I think it's wrong how many okay. how many dicks do can Sunny take at one time? Yeah, we can do that. When we come back, yeah. we'll find the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so that, so we'll do that and then we'll do our um fantasy bookings for week one, month three, week one. And Garrett's got theme of the week. And uh, then I'll wrap everything up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. Let's see what we got on the Twitter line today. So let's see. Hmm. Fake news, fake news, fake news, illogical wrestling argument. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know if that's English. What is going on on the Twitter line today? Um, hmm. That's not true. That I can confirm that. Oh. Wrestling Podcast Awards by the Wrestle Hub. December 6th on YouTube. Third year in a row. Last past winners were Ram with Dan. I, I know those guys. You know what? I am King Ricky Rose. I am the general manager of WrestleAddict Radio, so I gotta get my shows on here. I gotta get Kings of the Rings podcast, Game Changer podcast, the Young Lions Perspective, and of course, the Delight Show with Mance Chapel. All of WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, needs to be a part of of the Wrestling Podcast Awards. The only question is, where will you be when the show opens up December 6th? All right, so let's jump into the points of articulation. Dolls. 
and they're certainly not teddy bears. WCW Power Slam wrestlers, figures in ring sold separately. Uh, one of my favorite segments because I am the major the figure collector of the group. Fight the group. Um, it's Carl's <laughs> least favorite segment. <laughs> Uh, I know Carl loves it when there's no, so much good. to it's talk all, about. Which, uh, we're not like real heavy, but there's you know, we got some stuff. So um, <laughs> uh, it was announced today that the uh, Fan Takeover Series Two, uh, the poll went up on WWE.com. First figure in the series will be Christian. So we've got um, the three ring attires that you can choose from are the Edge and Christian. Era with the beanie and those awesome sunglasses that like went over the head. So I'm really pushing for that one just because I want those badass sunglasses. Uh, we got the WrestleMania 20 and Money in the Bank 2011 attires to go with that. So head over to WWE.com and check out the poll for that and vote for which uh, ring attire that you want. Uh, you can vote as many times as you like. There's no limit. So put in that work and uh, get that uh, that Christian figure that you want made by Mattel. Um, mock images of the uh, Target Exclusive Legend Series and Elite 77 were shown. Um, Elite 77 is actually now shipping from Ringside Collectibles. Uh, the Fiend looks freaking amazing. Like They really knocked it out of the park on that one. So I'm really looking forward to uh, snagging that figure up. And Viscera, Big Daddy V, is going to include the Hardcore title. This is the second time the Hardcore title, like second or third time the Hardcore title has been released with a figure. So it's definitely one of the harder titles to get. So be on the lookout for that. Um, if you haven't ordered already from Ringside Collectibles, go ahead and uh, swing over there and place your order for your Elite 77 figures. Uh, there was a Q&A with uh, Corporate Steve from the Elite Squad, Mattel's Elite Squad, on Twitter. Um, Twitter handles and Instagram handle is at ActionFigureAttack. Um, said Elite 80 will be due out this fall. And also more non-wrestlers are planned for future lineups. So should expect to see more managers and announcers um, in the near future. I uh, got some new WWE Funkos coming out. I'm looking uh, at my Macho, Macho Man, Man Pop right now. The Rock and Mr. T from Ooh. his WrestleMania appearance. I'm looking at my Rock and... Pop also. Like the old. Oh, actually, I have two Rock Pops. Ooh, yeah. I have the the <laughs> old one with the old WWE like logos before they did them, and then I have that like old school Rock with like the the red and the the sunglasses. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. That one's actually really nice. Hey, uh, Garrett, if you don't oh, have nice. a, a, like a little canister of creamer, um, make sure you're Macho Man. <laughs> you, you're fucking you're not displaying your Macho Man correctly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. I have a little, uh, I have a little picture I drew. Oh, well, I didn't draw. I found of a uh, space mountain, and I have that right next to my Ric Flair. So, so you know, make you feel better. <laughs> Oh, space. <laughs> oh, space. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> uh, basic Series 111 
uh, was spotted on entertainmentearth.com for pre-order. Uh, that set includes Jeff Hardy, Eric Rowan, surprisingly, uh, since he was recently released. So I guess his figure is still coming out. They don't swap it at the last minute. Uh, Nikki Cross, Ooh. Kevin Owens, and the Firefly Funhouse version of Bray Wyatt. So we'll get The Fiend, and we'll get a basic of Mr. Rogers' Bray Wyatt. So hopefully there'll be a uh, an elite coming with the giant-ass hammer. <laughs> um, also floating around the interwebs, rumored lineups for Elite 79 and Elite 80. Uh, these are not 100% confirmed by anybody. The only ones that are confirmed to be in these lines is Elite 80, um, Ivar and Eric of the Viking Raiders. Um, but 79 has a new Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns, um, Io Shirai's first figure, um, Biggie, Xavier Woods, and a new Bobby Fish. And Elite 80 will include, um, aside from Eric and Ivar, um, a new Kevin Owens, a new Elite Bailey, um, a new Ricochet, and a new version of Kyle O'Reilly. Pretty awesome. Really looking forward to actually seeing seeing these confirmed because that uh, Io Shirai figure is definitely um one to get out with of the purple hair. Oh yeah, of these the sexy depending the on sexy which one. Io it is. Hopefully, it's a, a uh, an updated one. Sexy Io Shirai. Yeah, the all black purple hair. Yeah, sex sexy Io Shirai. <laughs> Oh, all right. So that's going to wrap up our figure news. Um, I didn't pick anything up this week, um, really, besides the I did get the uh, Police Academy Crazy Cruiser that I won through uh, Jeremy Fedower's giveaway last week. So that showed up. I got pictures posted on Twitter and um, I think just Twitter. I posted that on there. So actually pretty cool. Pretty psyched. Get that added to the shelf. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it. Um, weekly trivia. So, um, last week's question, which was the uh, who were the members of the Colossal Connection, wrestled together from 1989 to 1990. Um, if you said King Haku and Andre the Giant, go ahead and give yourself that good old fashioned Barry Horowitz pat on the back because you are correct. And this week's question, I will right. um, hand it over in to uh, Tennessee Jesus house, himself up this weekend, to, uh, to give uh, it to the you. The question this week is, who was in the first main event at the first ever in your house? I think it was in Syracuse, New York. Ooh, Syracuse, New York. Are you That's there, like- Three hours away from my hometown of Elmira, New York. Birthplace, I was not there, unfortunately. I didn't get to go to a lot of wrestling events. My parents won't let me do shit. So, like, I didn't, mm-hmm. like, outside of, like, the county fair, which, you know, I saw, like, Axe take on Doink, <laughs> which I don't think was actually Matt Bourne Doink. I think it was someone else. Um, aside from that, oh, my wow. first actual live wrestling event. I didn't go to till I was like 21, and that was a uh, WWF WWE house show, which um, 
Like they had uh, when tickets went on sale, this is the first event in our new arena. Uh, Batista was there signing autographs. So I got a uh, autograph Batista figure. Yeah. Hey. yeah, it was like his first um, his first action figure too. So, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Now I think about it now, yeah. and like, how much is that signature actually worth now? Considering like it was free, <laughs> I just had to buy tickets. Like I was buying tickets for the show anyway. So, yeah. Uh, but if you think you know the answer to this week's trivia, go ahead and email us at askwrestlegeddon at gmail dot com. Just go ahead and throw in the subject line episode forty five trivia question, or you can post it on any social media posts. I'm ready. I'm about to fall asleep, but I'm ready. All right. Garrett, you ready? All right. So let's get in to month three, week one, fantasy bookings. Um, last month, uh, of course, Garrett beat me um, three to one. Uh, Carl replaced Beth Phoenix with Miss Jacqueline, and uh, Garrett had traded out. Yes. Um, Garrett had traded out Sting. Trade out Sting, right? Yeah. So Garrett traded out Sting on his roster, and we did a supplemental draft of five wrestlers, two two women, and yeah. three male superstars. So let's get into our uh, our first show for this month. All right. So uh, we opened the show. Uh, so, so two, uh, comes one out. last month. Uh, uh, let you go first. Says that uh, Cody Rhodes is behind him, and he is ready to uh, challenge for the world. Uh, World uh, title against uh, Mr. Uh, Nick Aldis. Uh, then uh, it's announced that the upcoming pay-per-view for my show will have two, count of two, Elimination Chamber matches. And there will be qualifying matches for both. So my first match is Seth Rollins versus Velveteen Dream with Seth picking up the win. All right. Uh, show starts off this week with uh, the Dice Man, Zicky Dice, in the ring, talking about his uh, big win in the Money in the Bank ladder match, uh, which ended last month for us. Uh, then we open the show. First match is a women's championship Protect submission match um, between Asuka and Miss Jackie. Jacqueline, Miss Texas. <laughs> Um, Asuka picks up the win with the Asuka lock. Oh, man. She is the new Raw Women's Champion. I'm going to go with uh, Garrett uh, <laughs> on that first <laughs> match. Uh, Rollins and Belton Dream is uh, quite a hell of an up in the match, though, for a show. Yes, indeed. Uh, so my second match is Rhea Ripley versus Allison K with Ripley picking up the win with a riptide. Told you, the big guns coming out, buddy. Big guns, big guns. All right. Big guns, big guns. 
Uh, all right. Before the next match gets started, we are treated to a video package. didn't even put him on the first the debut of Jay Lethal. And, uh, <laughs> I can't even say anything. I can't say a damn thing. You gotta hype it, man. You gotta hype it. <laughs> uh, we got a tag team match. Uh, we have FTR taking on the team of Cardona and Myers. Um, FTR hit the Shatter Machine on um, Cardona for the win. <laughs> for those not following along, FTR is the revival. Um, Cardona and Myers is um, Hawkins and Ryan. I'm going to go with uh, Chris on this one because uh, Ripley's a little hard on my eyes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Matt, Chris, I'm the middle man. <laughs> All right. So before my match three, uh, the Usas come out saying that they were left out of the pay-per-view match for the tag titles at the pay-per-view last month. Uh, Shelton Benjamin comes out saying he has a tag partner and they want a shot too. So, my match three is the Usos versus Shelton Benjamin and the newly acquired Moose with Benjamin and Moose picking up the win. Yeah. Ooh. All right, throw a moose into a tag team, huh? All right, my uh, my next match is a number one contender, fatal four way for the U.S. title. Um, that match features Cameron Grimes taking on Orange Cassidy versus Heath Slater versus Luchasaurus, and Luchasaurus picks up the win right. after choke slam a, on Orange Cassidy. Uh, for me, the key, um, yeah. One one uh, match has one of my favorite wrestlers in it. Uh, the other match has one of my least favorite wrestlers in it. But it does have one of you know my up and coming favorites getting a, a victory over that guy. So <laughs> uh, I don't know who that one guy is. I still haven't looked him up yet. But he's on a tag team. <laughs> he's on a tag team with Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett on that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So, oh. after match three, they show a little video package. Not a video package, but a little vignette, let's say. Uh, that later tonight, there will be a champion versus champion match. To see who the better champion is. It's the main event. So my match four. Is the newly acquired. Tommaso Ciampa. Versus. Ricky Starks. With Ciampa. Hitting the fairy tale ending. For the win. So he heard nothing of what I said. And we lost Carl. <laughs> right? I did. Nope. A lot of video packages. Well. Uh, what was the I'd match like, Chris? I mean, uh, Garrett. Tommaso Carl Champa back. 
versus Ricky Starks with Champa picking up the win with the fairy tale ending. Okay. I'm done with my video package shits. Don't worry, I'm done. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> mine was just like you know how they show like the little prom thing of like. I only had one tonight, video later package, tonight. So. That's all that was. <laughs> okay, who was on? on Chris? Oh, Chris ain't went yet, has he? Or did he? Okay. Nope, I'm uh, about to. So uh, my next match uh, has Angel Garza taking on the debuting one. Kushida. And Kushida picks up the win with the hoverboard. That's not why he's going with you. Don't 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 get that in your head. Because <laughs> Kushida oh, is awesome. You, don't like, you don't like Ricky Stark, so I mean I put him in a match. I can do Ricky. But see yes, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. If he's in a match, he doesn't like us. It doesn't matter. But he lost. Because <laughs> if I did like Ricky Starks versus Omega, who he actually <laughs> likes and have Omega win, he'd be mad because he didn't understand why Ricky Starks should be facing Omega. Because that's how Carl thinks. Anyways. Alright. 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 My match five is Natalia versus Dakota Kai. And Natalia puts oh, Kai in the sharp for her. <laughs> All right. Uh, next match I've got is a tag team match playoff. Undisputed Era taking on the Lucha Bros. Uh, Fish and O'Reilly hit chasing the Dragon on Phoenix for the win. Carl, are you mm-hmm. here? I'm here. You hear me say I was going with Chris? No, I was going with Chris. Did you hear me? Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. I'm going, going with Chris. He's thinking. All right. Oh, uh, no, we didn't hear you. All right. So my match six is another qualifier for the Elimination Chamber, which sees Kenny Omega versus Sheamus, the Celtic Warrior Sheamus. And Omega wins with a one-winged angel. Nice. All right. So next up, I got a promo with Finn Balor, um, who's talking about his victory over Savage from the pay-per-view um, and then basically blows off Zicky Dice's comments from Zicky earlier, icky. Uh, saying that he's not worried about about Zicky at all. So, um, <laughs> uh, The next match is a women's singles match. Uh, which sees Melina taking on Ember Moon uh, with Melina picking up the win with like, the sunset I go with, like, The wrestling clinic? Or, you know, try to go with the sexiness of, like, Melina versus Ember Moon? Kind of, kind of, kind of hard to pick between these two. <laughs> Man, does Melina do like a little split entrance when she comes into the room? Like she did when she was with Bam, I'm going with Chris. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, horses. <laughs> I mean, of course, she's, of course, she's going to do the split entrance. That's that's her gimmick. <laughs> All right. Well, my main event, as I said earlier in the show, champion versus champion, Nick right. Aldis versus Hangman. Adam main Cage. event, Garrett. Is it all on the line? No, it's just champion versus champion, dude. And mm. Titles on the line. And uh, Nick Aldis keeps his winning ways as he uh, picks up the win. All right. So, my main event is The Fiend taking on AJ Styles for number one contender to the WWE Championship. Uh, but unfortunately, the match fails to start as a blood-stained Matt Hardy, who is left pretty much dead in the ring at the conclusion of their match on the pay-per-view, attacks The Fiend, and the two end up brawling to the back. Styles is left in the ring, only oh, to be dude. attacked from behind by the debuting Eli Drake. Drake hits oh, the gravy train, dude. laying out AJ, <laughs> and Drake poses over yeah. the fallen Styles Dummy. as the show closes. Yeah. So this is yeah. clear, Garrett. You probably yeah. Let me talk to you. Title, yeah. But whenever you just have champion versus champion and titles are not on the line, um, I don't know. For me, I don't like it. I'm like, eh. But um. Let's, uh, I'm going to go with Chris on this one. All righty. Yeah. You've won uh, five to two. Oh, yeah. really? Dang, Garrett. You bleed out of the water this week, buddy. Yeah, man. I got stuff to go, man. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> My mo- my but my first week show my first week usually starts out strong and then it kind of like right. tapers off some, a little bit. Yeah, pretty good. But pretty uh, good. I'm looking forward to to continuing my Matt Hardy Fiend storyline. Then starting off with a starting my Eli Drake AJ Styles arc though. So. Yeah, excited for that. All right, so that was our month three, week one fantasy booking. Um, of course, we'll do uh, week two next week. Um, oh, I have a, a perfect theme of the week. Close out the show so, here. So um, uh, during one of yeah, these uh, commercial the breaks, week? while we were talking about some stuff, I uh, I went to uh, this uh, amazing search engine called Google. Don't know if you heard of it. Anyways. I typed in uh, worst WWE theme songs. That's what I typed in. I was like, I, I, or no, funniest, sorry, funniest. <laughs> and then I got worst. So then I started scrolling and scrolling. There's some, you know, stupid ass ones like fucking Red Rooster. Uh, you know, <laughs> we've done the man's man. That was great. But then I found this gym. I found this gym of one that I don't know that I've ever heard. And I listened to it, and I fucking cried. So this week's theme of the week is going to be Kung Funaki. That's what it's going to be. 
No, I, I don't remember it. If I did, I was fucking great. We're going to play... Have you ever heard of Kung Fu Naki? For your ear holes this week, Kung Fu Naki. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God. That's great. That was, um, you know, uh, it was like, um, it. You know, SmackDown you know number one announcer crazy? thing. Like, I just found out uh, this week. <laughs> um, oh, that? that's awesome. You know, Taka Michinoku? Yes. So, for the longest, I thought his name was Tonka, like the truck Tonka. Tonka oh. Michinoku, but it's Taka, oh. T A K K A Michinoku. So, Taka is his name. And uh, oh yeah, God. I've been calling him, I've been calling him Tonka Michinoku <laughs> for, for like my whole life. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh it's he's good yeah taka t it's um 1k t-a-k-a he's actually still active on the new japan roster yeah i love taka back in the day which reminds me i probably need to hunt down his uh uh jack's uh bone crunching action figures i think he just had one that had a uh uh action feature to it so let's find that one all right, so on that note, um, that's going to bring us to the close of our show. So like we said earlier, be sure to check out our friends on the Chick Foley Show, the Run-In Podcast, and the Wrestling with Reality Podcast, and subscribe to the Wrestle Hub Network on YouTube uh, for some more great podcast content. Um, I think in honor... We're going to try this again. I'm gonna, we're going to give away that Billy K figure again. We're going to try to do that. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'll come up with something over the next few days. So keep your eyes peeled to our Twitter account for details on that. Um, Twitter.com at WrestleGeddon pod with one D um, and our Instagram at WrestleGeddon pod with two D's. Uh, may post something in the Facebook group as well. Not 100% sure yet. So probably just be Twitter or Instagram. So keep your eyes peeled um, for your chance to win the elite so, Billy Sonny, K figure. If you want a Billy K figure. chilling here that we tried to give away. <laughs> you nobody responded to. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord <laughs> alright y'all so on behalf of myself Chris the Heat Matthews Garrett G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland thank you all for listening to episode 45 of the WrestleGeddon podcast go ahead and hit us up at askwrestlegeddon at gmail.com uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns or if you'd like to become a sponsor of the show that's right throwing that out there. Maybe if I throw this out there into the universe, we'll get some sponsors. Who yeah. knows? Who we'll knows? talk about Manscaped. Uh, Dude, already, uh, I'm cool already, already got Carl, Carl and I are active there. drinkers. Uh, well, actually, all Manscaped three of us are active day. drinkers of Bang. So, uh, you know, we want to sponsor us. We're more than happy. We will 
drink the shit out of some bang. I promise you that. Hey, love us some, love us some bang energy. Black no, cherry vanilla, baby. We will not endorse the the birthday cake one though. I love it. That's the worst tasting drink I've ever had. All the rest of them are great. Like even like the blue, like the um, was the, the blue, best, the blue the raspberry one? one? I got in like, I'm not a fan of raspberry, in, but uh, yeah, that one's actually know, pretty good. It's way better. Uh, Raw yet anyway is uh, the candy apple. Candy apple is fucking bomb. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah, they got some coffee okay. ones. Uh, they have out. sugar in those, uh, for that they one. Have, like, and they got some with um, yeah. freaking uh, like coffee in them. Then they got. Then they have like uh, I don't think they're here yet, but in some yeah. places they get like a. I know, like a dollar free, more than the other ones. Like, when I saw uh, uh, food lines. So. Nice. Nice. I have to, uh, have to uh, reach out to Bang here and see what we can get. <laughs> All right, so again, that's gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to come back next week for episode 46. We're getting closer to that one year anniversary show, episode 52. Uh, not sure what we're gonna do for that yet. May have some. Uh, Something planned. Gonna debut something here. Again, thank you guys for listening, hey, and we'll talk to you next week. Uh, Later, Marks. Well, you still fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness.